0: This is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Hello friends and welcome back. Today I will talk about the unpredictability of the Lord. I'll give some examples, talk about some scriptures, it's based on something I received from a Romanian pastor recently. And before I get into that, I have a couple of things I'd like to mention. First of all, if you want to contact me for any reason at all, drop me a line. Please feel free to send me an email at mike at And you can also visit the ancientpaths.faith website if you want to have some more information about me personally, about the music that you hear on the podcast, and there's some other things there. And also, I'll remind you, there's a YouTube channel. I realize that quite a few of you are actually listening to the podcast on the YouTube channel right now. I guess I want to remind you, the listeners on YouTube, that there is a podcast. And on your phone or iPad or whatever, there should be an app for accessing podcasts. And through that app... It will automatically download any new episodes as they come up. So anyway, there are a lot of different ways for you to access the content that I'm providing here. Well, that leads me to the next thing that I'd like to mention. After my most recent episode called As He Leads, I received an email from a listener over in the United States. I'm in St. Petersburg, Russia at the moment. I asked the listener if I could share what she wrote. Uh, Just as an encouragement to you, the listener, I'll talk about that a little bit more after I share what she wrote. She said that she listened to the podcast, and, well, I'll read what she wrote. What you said about becoming more visible as you step into what the Lord has for you, and not to think about yourself, encouraged me. As I follow the Lord's leading, she wrote, He's leading me to trust Him, and that it's Him in me doing the work, and not to trust myself. Amen. That's a wonderful thing. She also sent a follow-up message just a little bit later. She'd forgotten to mention in this email that she had been listening to some Christian music, instrumental music, without the lyrics, and she heard this old hymn. And she was thinking about it, and then sure enough, I quoted the lyrics to that hymn in the podcast. So she was also very encouraged by that. The reason I share it with you is not to show you that people are actually listening (laughs) or being touched, It's to encourage you to walk in the gifts that God has for you. Be obedient. Do what he says. And if you have a particular gift that he's calling you to and you're hesitant to step into it, don't be hesitant. He knows the very best thing. And just as this listener is learning, the lesson she's being taught is it's him working in her. It's his power doing the work within her she's learning not to trust herself and this is the lesson for all of us that we would really entrust ourselves to him and be obedient because his purposes are always good okay well i'd like to now turn to the unpredictability of god and i don't know if that's a challenging thing for some of you to hear it's not really a word that we would use very often But it came to me when I received a ministry update from a Romanian pastor. I won't mention his name. I don't know if he'd want to be mentioned on the podcast, but he's a good friend. He wrote something that caught my eye, and I've been thinking about it since he wrote this, which may have been a month or more ago. This is what he wrote. The Lord never stops working. His ways are unpredictable, but we know his nature and character are totally predictable. Story after story speaks of his faithfulness. Yeah, amen. That's a great thing to say. I'd never heard it said that way. The Lord never stops working. His ways are unpredictable, but his nature and his character are predictable. And it made me think about The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when one of the characters, a little girl named Susan, first hears from a character named Mr. Beaver about Aslan And she doesn't realize that Aslan is a lion. She says, oh, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? She says, I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. And then Mr. Beaver replies, safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. That's from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. And Lewis's point here is, that God is free to do as he wants. God isn't there for us. He's not there to do our will. He's not there to be safe for us, but he's good. He's very, very good. And in that sense, we can trust him. But at times, he can be quite unpredictable. Now, of course, not everything about the Lord is unpredictable. His commandments are super clear. The way that he reveals his character is very clear to us as we read the Word. And I have a series of episodes on the podcast called God's Character and Promises, where I address specifically the things that God has promised and the way that He reveals Himself to us, what His character is like. His commandments are clear. His will is very often very clear. We know that we are to bless our enemies, pray for others, especially those who persecute us, that we are to consider the needs of others above our own needs. The Lord says that we are to give cheerfully, that we're to be thankful in every situation. There are many things where we can come into a situation and be quite confident of the way that the Lord wants us to act and the way that he will act in that situation. And yet there are times when the Lord is very unpredictable and what he wills may go contrary to what we would think as being normal or expected, he may do something or ask us to do something that would seem foolish. And this is a theme that we find expressly stated in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. He says this in a couple of different ways. In chapter 1, verse 25, Paul says, "...the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom." So, of course, he would be unpredictable in those cases when man's wisdom would say, yes, this is the way it should be done, and the Lord does something else. It can appear to be foolishness. And, said in the other direction, in chapter 3, Paul says, the wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight. So what we may think of as being the absolute right way to do something or to address a situation could very well be foolish to the Lord and therefore making it unpredictable to us. Before I get into specific circumstances in the Scripture where we see examples of this unpredictability of God, I want to point out something that I've mentioned several times in the podcast, that Jesus only does and Jesus only says exactly what the Father intends for him to do and to say. In John chapter 5, starting in verse 16, Jesus had just healed a paralytic on the Sabbath. I mentioned this just a few episodes ago, actually. The Jews were persecuting him. And Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Remember, they had troubles with him because he'd healed on the Sabbath, and you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And Jesus is saying, Well, my father is at work every day. I too am working. For this reason, the Jews tried all the harder to kill Jesus, not only for breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. So here's an example. If anyone ever asks you, did Jesus ever really call himself God? Well, there are quite a few examples of him saying so. Uh, For instance, he said, before Abraham was born, I am. But here you see that the religious leaders of the day Wanted to kill him because he was making himself equal to God. And here's what Jesus said. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Amen. There we see it. Jesus says, I can't do anything by myself. I'm only doing what I see my Father doing. Because whatever He does, I do. And that's because the Father loves me and shows me all that He does. So, Jesus does only what He sees the Father doing. In John chapter 12, Jesus says, When a man believes in Me, he does not believe in Me only, but in the One who sent Me. When he looks at Me, he sees the One who sent Me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. As for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come into the world to judge the world, but to save it. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. Well, that very word which I spoke will condemn him at the last day. And here we see the important thing I want to focus on right now. Verse 49 of chapter 12. Jesus says, For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it, so I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. All right, so there we see Jesus himself saying to us that he will only do what the Father tells him to do, And he only says what the Father tells him to say. Well, for those of us who follow Jesus, he also sets the example for us. Well, let's move on to some unpredictable behavior. Things that the Lord called his people to do or things that God did that would be considered pretty unpredictable. And there are many, many examples in the scriptures of this. As I started preparing my notes, I ran across quite a few but I'll bring up three here, I think, that are, uh, will just show us that God is unpredictable. And the first one is something that might have come to mind already for you. And this is found in Joshua chapter 6, when God tells the Israelites how to conquer the city of Jericho. Now, it says that Jericho as a city was shut up very tightly because the Israelites were there. And no one was going in or out of the city. And then the Lord... Jehovah said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men, and do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of rams' horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound the long blast on the trumpets, Have all the people give a loud shout, and then the wall of the city will collapse, and people will go up, every man straight in. Well, okay. Uh, Was that predictable? Could Joshua have predicted that that's the way they would take Jericho? (laughs) One thing I'll point out here is the Lord says to Joshua, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. That's past tense. God has done it. And yet, it's going to happen a week from now. And sometimes we get a sense in our spirits that the Lord has done this thing, even though we haven't seen the fulfillment of that promise. To God, it's a done deal. I actually think this might be an example of people who have the spiritual gift of faith. They can hear spiritually from the Father that he has done something, and it's something that we need to move into by faith. Well, the Lord said to Joshua, you march around the city, and then on the seventh day, you march around seven times, and then blow those trumpets and scream as loud as you can, and the city's going to fall down. It'll collapse. That is, surely, an unpredictable way to take a city. We see another example of the unpredictability of the Lord in John chapter 9, and this is the story I spoke about just recently in another podcast episode. Jesus heals a man who was born blind. And what I want to focus on here is how he did it. Jesus spit on the ground and made some mud with his saliva, and he put it on the man's eyes. And then he said, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And the man went, and he washed, and he came home seeing. Now remember, Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. So when Jesus spit on the ground and made some mud, and I'm assuming he spit quite a bit because he had to make enough mud to put it on the two eyes of this blind man. When Jesus did that, that means the Father was doing it. The Father was telling him what to do. And then Jesus speaks, and he says, You go and you wash yourself. And that is exactly what the Father told the Son to say. The Father showed the Son, spit on the ground and make some mud. Well, that's an unpredictable way of healing a blind person. I wouldn't have thought of it. (laughs) Well, in Matthew chapter 14 and Acts chapter 19, we see something that I believe is pretty challenging to Christians today, especially in the West. Well, let's read in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 34. When the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all of the surrounding country And people brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Just touching the edge of the cloak of Jesus released healing for all these people. Just touching the cloak. Something similar is seen in the book of Acts in chapter 19. And this, I think, is pretty challenging to us today. Starting in verse 11, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched Paul were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. That's pretty challenging to us. If someone were doing great miracles, I don't know, an hour away, two hours away, And somebody brought a handkerchief that this person had touched, this human being had touched, and brought it to you, and you touched it, and you were healed. Would we predict that that would happen? Would we be open to that happening? Well, that's the way the Lord worked. It says God was doing extraordinary miracles. People close to Jesus touched his cloak, and they were healed. And people who touched the aprons and the handkerchiefs that had touched Paul, they were healed. Those are unpredictable ways for the Lord to bring healing. Well, what are the lessons for us? And I'm speaking to myself here too. Jericho is an excellent example of people living by faith, hearing God's voice, hearing his commandment, and then putting it into practice, actually doing it, trusting in God's character in that he doesn't lie, and also trusting in his power that he can do what he says. And then the people acted in obedience for a week. The blind man, he heard what Jesus said, and then the man obeyed. Remember, he went and washed himself. He was obedient to what the Lord had said. And then, after this act of obedience, the man was healed. In Matthew and in Acts, We see these cloths that have touched Jesus or touched Paul. People touching the garments of Jesus, they touched this cloth that had touched Paul, and they were healed. But they had to reach out. They had to take a step of faith in order to be healed or delivered from evil spirits. Well, what are the key components that we see here? First of all, we see Jesus acting in obedience, in unity with the Father, abiding in the Father. We see Jesus living his life by faith, being a spiritual person. And the people, we see them living by faith, trusting in Jesus. The Lord said often, your faith has healed you. Well, I've often thought, who does the healing? Does the faith heal you, or does Jesus heal the person? I believe it's all working together. Those two things have to be acting in concert. The power of God, and then faith to step out and receive, to be obedient, to do what the Lord says. Jesus said, seek, and you will find. Yeah, but who reveals things? Well, obviously God does, but it's necessary to seek. If we don't seek, then we're not going to find. If we don't ask, then it won't be given. If we don't knock, then the doors will not be opened. But if you seek, you will find. That's the promise of God. If you will ask, it will be given. If you ask anything in accordance with his will, you've got it. No question. If you knock, God is going to open those doors. A question comes up. How to make sense of this unpredictability of God? we can land on Romans 8:28 again. Paul writes, "We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. Well, amen. I stand on this promise, but I realize that there's a condition here: God works in all things for good, for the people who love him, And have been called according to his purpose. This is not a promise for everyone on the face of the earth. This is a promise to people who love God and have been called according to his own will, his purpose. Well, what is his purpose? Very helpfully, Paul tells us right after this for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. Amen. That is the purpose of God. He is calling you to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. He's calling all of us who love him to be more and more like Jesus until ultimately we are in that perfect unity and agreement with the Father. The question comes up, what does it take to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus? Well, the indwelling Spirit and Obedience, self-sacrifice, suffering, abiding in the Father, the fruit of the Spirit comes to mind, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the things that are going to be working in our lives, molding us to be more and more like Jesus. I was recently talking to some missionaries, and things are still pretty hard for them, And uh, the image came to my mind of something that I've thought about quite a bit. And I don't know how many of you listening have ever had a rock polishing machine. You get these rough rocks and you put them into a tumbler, a, a kind of a jar, and then you put in some sand or gravel and some water, and then you let it just spin and tumble around in there. And all these rocks start bashing into each other. And as they hit each other over maybe a few weeks' time, All of the rough edges just get knocked off. And then slowly, 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 they're polished to be like a mirror, just really perfectly smooth and beautiful. This is that process. This is part of that process of being conformed to the likeness of Jesus. We are told, don't give the devil a foothold. So another image of that is, be like a polished stone. Don't have anything on you where the devil can get a hold of you this process of being polished can hurt because the rough edges that are very much a part of who we are they get knocked off iron sharpens iron and that means there's going to be some friction sometimes and we need to surrender and let the lord do what he's going to do as he knocks off these rough edges because he's conforming us into the likeness of his son we can stand on the character of god and his promises His word is eternal. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And God works out his word in our lives in just a wide variety of ways. He can do more than we can even imagine. And that is the very definition of unpredictability. If we can't imagine it, we can't predict it. And the scripture says he can do more than you can ask or can even imagine. So, are you willing to be surprised by the unpredictability of God? Am I willing to really hear closely enough that if the Lord wants me to spit on some dirt and make some mud and put it on somebody's eyes, that I would do that? Am I willing to touch a piece of cloth and look for the healing of God? Are we willing to look foolish in the eyes of the world? Are we willing to surrender completely, 100% to the Father? Are we willing to entrust everything to Him, to Him who has all the power and the authority? Well, let's be willing so that we can be conformed into the likeness of Jesus. And this is what the world needs. It's pleasing to God for God's people to really be the body of Christ in this wicked and depraved generation that we as the body of Christ can be a real source of blessing and truth in very much the same way Jesus was to the people that he spoke to when he walked on the earth that we can be conformed into the image of Jesus and like him through him by his power bring life and light to those who are lost and wandering in the darkness well, I want to end up where we started. Something that my Romanian pastor friend said, The Lord never stops working. His ways are unpredictable. But we know His nature and His character are totally predictable. Story after story speaks of His faithfulness. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Thank you for listening and God bless you all.